Mortgage.com. Got a couple of wrecks in Morgan County now. I-65 northbound at Bethel Road at the overpass. That's about the 330 mile marker. That wrecks off in the median. You could create a Christmas memory by serving an Apple Lane spiral cut, honey glazed ham or turkey. Apple Lane, Highway 20, Decatur, and Madison Boulevard, bringing families together for 23 years. Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. Life is like a sandwich. Birth at one slice and death is the other. I got uh, brown sandwiches and uh, green sandwiches. What you put in the middle makes all the difference. What's the green? See, the very new cheese, the very old meat. I'll take the brown. This is Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. So all these people joining us for the farewell tour. Uh, <laughs> my state senator, Sam Gavan, District 7. Uh, how are you? I'm great. Good morning. Mother Nature's flirting with us. We may get white. Oh. Not, uh, not much, but maybe. A tease for Christmas. Yeah. Huh? So we'll have more on the forecast for you coming up here in just a minute. Uh, okay. So we've got, uh, w- I thought it would be a good idea to kind of preview what's going to happen on the Senate side uh, as far as the legislature. And we get this little itty bitty thing we're going to have to, this little prison thing we're going to have to fix. <laughs> Well, we've got, oh, we're be deep doo doo. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how much of the prison thing is going to be in our control, um, but we've got we've got prisons. We've got uh, obviously gambling is going to be on the forefront, mm-hmm. uh, and then we've got uh, you know a few bills that I think everybody agrees on bipartisan support on uh, Senator Orr's uh, limitation for liability on uh, COVID situation. Uh, we need to renew. You know, the governor just did, did some things, basically, that deal with uh, what we would have taken care of in a special session. And it's not the, the gripe is not what she did. It's just that, you know, the executive basically taking, uh, you know, getting over in our lane, if you yeah. will, taking uh, liberties. You and, would say. Yeah. and you know, there was there was a basis for doing so. But for instance, one thing we were going to do is make the. Uh, uh, the stimulus money, including the new stimulus money, you're going to make it tax-free to Alabamians. And, you know, I don't know that uh, if pressed in a court of law, mm-hmm. I don't think that stands up. Now, I'm not, yeah, I by, haven't by briefed de- it, decree, okay. Yeah, you know, I, that, that might be a... I think yeah. that's a little stretch for you under emergency to. powers of, well, I'm going to change the tax law. But, you know, the CPAs didn't want to have to deal with that uh, on people's tax returns. Everybody knew when we came in, we were, you know, when we come in, we're going to make those tax free, so I think all well that ends well there. But I think that's going to be uh, a bigger fight that you see. Maybe not a fight, but a, a, an issue is that we're going to see is dialing back the governor's powers in an emergency power in emergency situation. I want to I want to get back to this prison thing for a minute because it, it apparently has come to light that that part of the problem we've had with the feds is we weren't we weren't can't we weren't candid with them. I mean, how, how come people aren't being fired? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, there, I ought, don't to be, know there who, ought to be heads rolling because apparently, you know, we were supposedly working on this, and 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 now it turns out a lot of the information was was not correct, and and there was some. I, I want I don't want to say people were lying, but you got people who were misrepresenting the situation and its seriousness. And and that's I mean we don't want the if we're not careful the federal government's taking over our prisons. Well, right? that's that's an issue, and you know we've had some people saying, oh, they've been saying that forever. Well, you know a lot of people say stuff forever, and you know it's kind of like your kid, you know, uh, yeah. oh, hey, you do that one more time, one more time, and a whack. And so you don't want to get whacked by them, and and uh, you know they're 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 not seeking monetary damages for from us; they're seeking corrective action. Corrective action, and we haven't provided and, it, and, and, and at some point you can't keep. It. Ignoring it, you know, right? and, and you go back. I, you're really into, so far in this legislative uh, session. 
you know, we've done a little little things, and we were we, we did have an agreed upon package. We had a, a little special House and uh, Senate committee, bipartisan committee set up that I was on, and we did have some. Uh, it was I don't know what you would say. It was formal committee, but you know, basically, we were the ones that were kind of crafting what's our package going to look like. And we came out with a, a set of bills that would have sailed through, um, and it would have helped with some things. Now, it wasn't construction, okay? Mm-hmm. So you always had a couple different things. You had the construction side, mm-hmm. and then you had things on sentencing. One of the things, and I was, a, uh, uh, I guess, one of the ringleaders on this one is that, um, you know, there's, there, if you're convicted today of certain crimes, you know, you're going to get X sentence. Right. Okay. But if you were convicted, I'm not sure when the time period was to say in 1983, 1993, uh, before 2000, uh, if you were convicted of the same thing, same situation, life without. Wow. And, you know, that's just wrong. And I, and that was brought to my attention from a tour of Holman Prison. I was, you know, had, we had some prisoners. They knew, they didn't know who we were, but they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they knew there was somebody important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they knew we had, had that security detail. We weren't, we weren't uh, coming in there looking as a, a, a contractor to, to remodel the prisons. But, you know, they came up and gave their situation to me. And I'm like, that's just not right. And so that's one of the things that we want to look at is if somebody, you know, again, same crime today, not trying to just let people out. But if you're convicted of something today, why should you be differently treated because you were convicted 20 years ago with a different law? It just doesn't make sense. It's fundamentally unfair. You know, I I don't want to see what they're doing. uh, You know, California has become a zoo and some of these other states have become, I mean, they're just, first of all, no bail. I mean, come on. Uh, no, this <laughs> is no defund the police, no bail, stuff All like that. All this crazy stuff. But at the same time, I, I think in, in a lot of cases, if, if you want to punish somebody, I think you punish them by making them make restitution. I would rather us put our meat, our, our put your put your hooks in the meat that matters, right? I'd rather put somebody on an ankle bracelet, make them get a job, and, and pay restitution to the victim if it's not a violent crime. Right. Well, and that's that the problem. Is we, them up. The problem is we got so many people that are in there now. The percentage that were violent crimes. or violent crimes. So we're going to have to do something, and that's why we got to build prisons. It's look, it's going to be a mess. We got to figure that one out. Uh, at least they're not at the federal level where it is obviously melting <laughs> quickly. <laughs> we'll talk we, more we about get along a lot better. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> more with Sam Gavan. So, so far. So far, yeah. This uh, Alabama Senate 7 coming up. Stay in your lane, bro. So, talk radio doesn't have to be boring. Hey, it's Joe Pags Today at 5 on Talk Radio for the Rest of Us. 1450 and 105.3 WTKI Talk. With the Bloomberg Business of Sports Report, I'm Michael Barr. The official cost of the pandemic-postponed Tokyo Olympics has increased by 22%. The local organizing committee said in unveiling its new budget, the Olympics will cost $15.4 billion to stage. This is up from $12.6 billion in last year's budget. Bring your Costco membership card. You might need it to buy some expensive sports memorabilia including a Babe Ruth autographed baseball going for $64,000. And that's not even the most expensive baseball collectible on the store's website. A Ty Cobb autographed bat is selling for, priced in Costco style, $159,999.99. It's at least the second Ruth signed ball that Costco has put up for sale this year. A ball with a lower rating from PSA, a third-party firm that provides grades for sports trading cards and collectibles, was listed in May for 30000 And that's the Bloomberg Business of Sports Report. I'm Michael Barr. The spread of COVID-19 is still unchecked across the nation, and you need to keep your family safe. Make a new habit and check your temperatures twice a day, once before dinner and before leaving home in the morning. You can't afford to take chances, so use the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies, and it takes an accurate reading in seconds. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Quick and easy to use, you can count on Exergen to keep your family safe 24 hours a day. 
Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Buonasera. Buonasera. How can I make the most of waiting for my next big vacation? Translate your questions into goals by investing with Merrill Edge Self-Directed. It's more accessible than you think, with helpful planning tools plus free online stock and ETF trades. So you can keep practicing your pronunciation. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash within reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Edge, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker, dealer, member, SIPC. Other fees may apply. Investment products are not FDIC insured or not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Influenza and pneumonia season is here. And now more than ever, it's important to get your flu and pneumonia vaccines. In this time of social distancing, many are concerned with leaving their homes. But getting the flu and pneumonia vaccines is more important than ever to prevent infection. Protect yourself and others from preventable, contagious viruses like flu and pneumonia, which can cause illness, hospitalization, and even death. The flu and pneumonia vaccines reduce illnesses, doctor visits, hospitalizations, missed work, and missed school. Flu and pneumonia season can sometimes peak as late as February or March. Making sure your children are vaccinated on time is an important step toward ensuring their long-term health. Everyone can help fight the flu and pneumonia by getting vaccinated today. Let's take action to fight the flu and pneumonia and stop the spread of vaccine-preventable diseases. Visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Be a way you could just change the lyrics a little bit. There you oh, go. I, I knew this one was good. Yeah. Sam Gavan. Yeah. Lord, I was born of Sam Gavan. And I Where can't do anything about it now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is uh, Sam Gavan who we've not. We, 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 you know how we mean to have people in, and we just it, it just kind of you know, and then all of a sudden here we are. Um, but this legislative session coming up uh, next year is going to be we, we, the, the prison thing we got to solve. Obviously, um, you mentioned uh, gambling is probably going to be on the agenda. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to throw one at you. I don't know if I've done it before. I you know we talk about. This, you know, you get those little catchphrases out there like Alabama's going to be the only one without a lottery. We're going to be surrounded by states with lotteries. Well, we are, but we're also about to be surrounded by states with no no income tax. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and then nobody wants to. Talk, well, and I shouldn't say nobody wants to talk about that. The freshmen have talked about that. We've talked about several things. We've talked about how can we get rid of the grocery tax mm-hmm. um and uh, but that's another one but 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 I, I i would almost and this is i'll throw this out there i, I know people i don't like look i think lotteries are taxes on poor people uh, you know but having said that i'll give you the lottery you give me the give me the uh, income tax not enough money <laughs> No, not no, no that, that, that's a, would be a fair trade, but not enough but the, money. But there's not enough money there. No, there's really a lot of money. Five, six percent is the is the, income, is the income tax. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and the lottery's uh, not going to generate anything like that. No, no lottery. You, you know, the thing about the lottery is so much of that money. I, I was shocked to find out uh, how much it cost to administer that. If I recall rough numbers, basically you spend. Fifty uh, percent of the lottery money goes back out to the lottery winners. Okay, you know you got mm-hmm. you know, there's got to be some a payoff in there somewhere, right? And then uh, I think the administrative cost is about twenty five, twenty six percent, which equals about what the state would get out of it. So Son the administrative cost on this thing is as outrageous. So even if we just did the Powerball and the big game and didn't do any other anything else, we our share of that is less because our we have less skin in the game, right? I, I think it's uh, it may be a little bit better on that, a little bit less headache for us to monitor. Uh, but uh, you, you know, because one of the things about Powerball is it comes in quicker because you know it's already it's already there and mm-hmm. you can get in and get get in the game so to speak quicker. You know, Fred, it, it, your your statement about basically attacks on the poor is is my problem with it. I don't have a fundamental problem with gaming. Um, I mean. People say, you know, well, gaming's, gambling's a sin. Well, show me where. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't, hadn't seen it. Uh, Paul Sanford and I have discussed this. He hadn't seen it. Um, so now, can it be a problem? Yeah, it can be a problem. It's but a, there but, are addictions. It's, but it's I think one of them. that, and they factor that in. You know, the governor's report came out uh, not long ago. And my my assessment of that, and I and I have not gone in depth with it, but 
looking over that, I think everybody can draw the conclusions or support the conclusions they already had. I don't think it really changes anything. It gives us some facts. But, you know, if you didn't like gambling, you got reasons in there not to like gambling. If you want wide-open gambling, you got reasons to want wide-open gambling and everything in between. Well, you know, sports betting is, is another one that we're getting a lot of the a lot of states have opted to go into that. For years, Birmingham was like one of the top places in the country for well, illegal sports that's betting. That's the thing. Is it, you know? there's it's going gambling, on anyway. There's gambling going on for sports anyway. And uh, trust me, it was going on when uh, I've, said, I've made this statement. I'm 53. I've said this going on when I was in college. It was going on when I was in law school. And I've had people 20 years older than me saying, Sam, it was going on when I was in college. I mean, there's nothing new. Uh, under the sun there, right? So we know that's going on, but there's not that much money. They're saying about $10 million for sports betting. Wow. And so I think the biggest thing we do there is like, okay, let's legalize what people are doing anyway. You know, and take look, a little piece and, of it. And, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I have not gambled since I started law school. I was not playing in that game. I wasn't going to get in trouble. Doing that, uh, which we just, you can infer from that. I, yes, I did when I was in college. <laughs> well, you know, and the statute of limitations is right. Pools, office pools, and all that, and little you know, little side bets and stuff. I mean, it's just it's fun stuff, right? But you're, but but you know, I think more people probably would participate in that if it was if it was legal. Okay, you know, well, you know, Alabama's a twenty point favorite. I think they're going to beat them by thirty points. Yeah. Okay, you know, let's let's mm. go with that. And of course, that, that, gets, that, yeah. that gets you in trouble with them because the Alabama fans go in there and they, yeah. they drive the. Uh, the, the betting line so much so but um you know my what i told the caucus when we we met a, a year ago i guess we had a meeting in birmingham and i said guys i don't plan on filibustering you i don't like gambling okay um i don't like it as a policy but i'm not going to filibuster you um to stop it as long as i'm satisfied with how you're spending the money i said and, and this this report did back me up on this Maybe you remember the percentage wrong, but I think it's 40% of the, but they're saying 40% of the gambling or at least the lottery tickets are going to be bought by poor people. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would not doubt that. And I said, I think that this is a, a, you know, I know it's a self inflicted injury, but I think it disproportionately impacts the poor. And so, you know, where you're going to see me filibuster and I can get some guys that are just going to be against any gambling to join with me in it. Uh, to stop it is, is how you spend the money. Because if I don't see enough money going in in ways that I think is meaningful to support the poor, I mean, we're just going to fund something that we're just in general government out of it, then I'm going to block it. Right. All right. And we're not, I'm not going to send rich folks' kids to college, and I get so sick of this oh, crap. Oh, there's free about college thing. Free college. It, yeah. Give me a break. I am Now, you want to talk about making trade school free? I'm all about that. Okay. You want to talk about making maybe junior college free? Or maybe with some income requirements there. Again, we don't need to send rich folks, uh, people to school for them. Um, then I think that's something to, to, to talk about. But, um, you know, just funding government or making higher ed free, I don't see that as being a, I see that's, to me, that's a non-starting. Look, do we want poor people to go to, to four-year institutions? Yes, we do. But there are a lot of avenues for them to do that now. And I think just a wholesale, here's a large sum of money, you know, because at the end of the day, it's going to be on scholarship, I mean, ACT scores and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's just not going to be helping the poor. The the other aspect of this is is you, we're, we're talking about, this thing has always bugged me, and I, 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 I cannot let it go because it has been brought up by um, a, lot, a lot of the national organizations that look at policy point to Alabama and they say, why do you have two budgets? And, and I I don't know that we ever break it. we got a general fund budget and we got a education budget and it's like four or five times the size of the general fund budget. But then we turn around and we lie about how we spend the money. So we're really doing... We're really doing things and playing games with something that really isn't an education budget. We fund economic development out of the education trust fund, don't we? I mean, there are all kinds of weird things. Not direct done. funding of that. No, I mean. but it had an education element. I used to joke and say, well, if you called it the education tr trust fund for hookers, you could probably get it get it passed and get money out of the education fund, right? Well, you know, got to be rehabilitated too. Um, yeah, well, you would obviously have some worker. Uh, 
uh, training that could be paid for out of that. I mean, that is that is education. You know, the the it has not always been that way, but it is in the Constitution. Yeah. And so it's not like we can just go in there and say, oh, yeah, we're going to have – and the fight over that will be huge. Oh, uh, I, know. I mean, I think it ought to be – I mean, the problem has been a lot of your growth taxes have been in the education trust fund, and then your general fund has been flat and struggling over the years. Now, the, and then, but but you know, you can never feed. I mean, the bureaucracy of government, whether it's education side or general it's, it's side, it's going to take it no huge. matter what. Yeah. It is going. It's just this giant. Uh, uh, vacuum machine that's trying to suck up all the money it can, even if it's got. I mean, you know, they got places right now just you know basically bonusing things out and i'm not saying that bonuses aren't good things but um it's when you when you're constantly complaining about money i don't know that that's good policy yeah and so you know we're gonna how can you satisfy those demands that are out there you can't you got to keep them tap tap down to a, to a degree i want to get to a couple of things that have made it around a couple of times and maybe this session that gets another chance and i want to get to arthur Orr's getting the state out of the liquor business that's one that i wonder about uh winter's gonna flirt with us uh, starts with rain and then maybe some white stuff christmas eve we'll talk more about that Coming up, and more with Sam Gavan. Uh, he's my senator from District 7 in the Alabama Senate. Coming up. I'm Mike Gallagher, the happy conservative warrior. Join me weekday mornings from 8 to 11 here where Huntsville comes to talk. WTKI Talk. Both reported accidents are in Morgan County, one on 55 at the foot of Hartzell Mountain. And we got one on I-65 northbound right at Bethel Road. That's about the 330-mile marker. That one's off in the median, reported as no injury. 2030 Fast Track makes your clothes fall off. Enjoy the holidays and wait till January and start losing that weight. 2030Huntsville.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI. Hi. I'm Tamika Hayes, a physician assistant at Spine and Neuro Center. If you're suffering from back and neck pain, it's good to know that a physician assistant or nurse practitioner can see you as soon as the next day. We will evaluate you, order imaging studies, and develop a treatment plan that'll get you feeling better. Plus, if need be, we'll get you into one of our neurosurgeons as soon as possible. Take the first step toward finding a treatment plan that's right for you. Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. The smartest man in talk radio. You're going to be listening to one of the smartest people that you probably, and you know who this guy is. It's me. He's Jim Blassingame. I am smart. I am smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The Small Business Advocate. The Small Business Advocate. Jim Blassingame. Saturdays at 2 on WTKI Talk. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. The call and the information are free. Call 1-800-211-6137. That's 1-800-211-6137. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. We've been selling printer supplies for a half a century. And today, we make it easier than ever to make sure our customers get the best price and the best support. Lyosi Group President Nick Lyosi. With our easy plan, you can order supplies online at guaranteed low prices and get our award-winning on-site service for free. There's no catch. Drake Avenue and at lyosigroup.com. For printer supplies, we're a partner in your success. 
Some home repairs seem like they never end. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about getting to the root of the problem to keep it from coming back right after this. Say no to cold, drafty windows this winter with a Duck Brand Max Strength Rolled Window Insulation Kit. The kit helps block drafts with puncture-resistant rolled film that's two times thicker than standard window kits, so it's great for high-traffic or pet-friendly homes. The easy-to-use roll of film means there's no measuring needed. Once it's in place, just cut it to size. And the crystal-clear film means you don't have to sacrifice your view for comfort. Say no to the cold and visit DuckBrand.com to find a retailer near you. When you're pulling weeds, you don't just take the leaves or the stem. You want to remove the root so that it doesn't come back. The same goes for tackling a home repair. Look for the cause instead of just treating the symptom. The trouble can usually be traced to what's causing the problem. Take a door that sticks, for example. The door sticks because the gap between it and the casing has changed. You can sand and plane it, adjust the pins and hinges, or get to the root of the problem. Why does the door perform differently? Did the house shift? Has the wood frame been affected by humidity or lack of it? Treating the symptom only sets you up for more repairs. Getting to the cause will provide a lasting solution. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18, VA, VS, 050, the ABA, and this station. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Alabama's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Alabama High School Athletic Association. The Alabama High School Athletic Directors and Coaches Association. building under the interstate. It's the little station that did. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. Showing y'all some Boise State love this morning. I was wondering, I said, that doesn't sound like yeah, I didn't uh, recognize it. the Auburn fight song at all. This is the new so you guys have a coach. Song. You have a coach. But Finally. No, yeah. no blue field, huh? No blue field. <laughs> but uh, the coach doesn't have to change his clothes at all with blue and orange. Oh, no, he's know? kind of more that ugly Florida yeah. blue. we got to change we got to <laughs> change, change that up. Oh, okay. I knew I'd get some some blowback on that one. Yeah. Sam Gavan, Alabama Senate uh, District 7, joining us. By the way, we're going to get a little flirtation here with Mother Nature. It's going to start with... Uh, Believe it or not, they've taken, I think they've taken the thunderstorm out, but we're still going to get some pretty good rain uh, tonight into tomorrow. And uh, so our Christmas Eve day forecast, uh, 80% chance, little or, little or no snow accumulation, because uh, we're going to get to, it's going to fall to about 31 by 5 p.m. tomorrow. And then it'll, it'll drop. The Christmas day uh, forecast, sunny and 33. Oh. Maybe, maybe not on the white stuff. They're saying if we do, it's going to be kind of east and north of us. Um, I want to get back to, we were talking a little bit about, um, I, states do odd things, right? We, we, we're talking about hypocritical, uh, you know, I think the federal government's, you know, made up of a whole bunch of hypocrites. States are too. They, on the one hand, get in businesses where they later benefit from the, the lawsuits and the <laughs> and the crimes committed. I, I go back to the 1940s where Florida was a party to the big tobacco lawsuit. They had state stores that sold cigarettes in the 40s in Florida. 
they even manufactured tobacco products. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I found it. It was an obscure story in something, and and I thought, wow, how, how about that, huh? But you have all these states that are in the liquor business. And Alabama, I mean, is it South Carolina where you have to you have to look for the spot, the red spot on the building? Is that the one, or maybe they changed know. that? That was when I was a kid because we'd go across the Savannah River and it was eighteen. Because <laughs> I remember going to the state store in South Carolina, but like in Washington State, still. They're they're still in the state. The, that state's in the liquor business as well. But we're, Arthur Orr has introduced this a number of times. Senator Orr has. We're basically we're just talking about getting the state out of the retail liquor business. And and my question is, well, if the state's going to be in the liquor business. Why aren't they in the car business? Why aren't they in insurance business? I mean, do everything. Well, right? if we're going to go into marijuana, why aren't they in the marijuana control yeah. business? Why do other people why get to not? do that and, and not uh, not not state stores, which we've already got a, a you know theoretically a, a security system set up, although they get busted every now and then, you know, by the by mm-hmm. the state busting yeah. them, selling to underage kids and not checking IDs and whatnot. But so you know, the interesting thing I remember years ago because I grew, grew up in a wet county in South Alabama. And uh, didn't pay a whole lot of attention to things like that. And, and then I visited with one of my friends at Auburn from Haleville. And uh, he said, uh, he was talking about uh, Winston County being uh, dry. And I said, uh, dry county? Why in, why in the world are y'all a dry county? He just shook his head and he said, too many Baptists and too many bootleggers. Mm-hmm. Neither exactly. one of them wanted to change. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of what we get. And I'm Baptist, folks, so y'all calm down. Uh, I just, I'll, I'm a Baptist, I'll speak to you at the liquor store. But um, the, um, the reality is that uh, there are lots of different forces that don't want change here, and some of because because the there are people in the liquor business today that have special privileges on existing laws, and they don't want to change that. And if they do want to change it, then instead of making some of the money, they want to make all the money. Yeah. And so it's not. So, so and we're supposed to be capitalists. Everybody's supposed to have a. Yeah. Everybody's supposed the, to get a know? piece of the pie, you know. And you got to compete. And, right. Uh, you absolutely, you got to compete, and that's one of the things that you know people talk about when they you know go to Tennessee loading up or go to Florida. Florida loading up with uh, at the liquor stores there because it's uh, more selection and less um, less tax. I, I remember being shocked when I was in Missouri the first time I ever went to Missouri. I'm in a Walmart and there's this you know rows of, of liquors on the shelf. Yeah. Like, well, wait a minute, what? I'm in Walmart. What, well, what is this? Costco just opened one, right? Yeah, they've got a little bit a little. Spe- I, I have not been there. I heard that I they haven't either. It, but it's it's uh, but this was the last Costco in the state of the big cities because they're only in the big cities, obviously. Mm-hmm. But this is the last one where they did not have a liquor store. And uh, Huntsville zoning had some issues there, and then Huntsville rezoned. That's the only reason that's there, and it has mm-hmm. to be in a separate. You know, they have the wine in the regular Costco, and then then the, the, apparently you got to go in a different door to get into yeah. the liquor store. But so there are lots of different uh, hands uh, trying to get a bigger piece of that pie in there that interfere with changes there. But um, you know, the state, I, I just I got to believe that we'd make more money if we'd get out of out of the retail liquor business. And you're still in the wholesale business. You're still in the wholesale. You're still controlling it. You're still going to get that tax because, you know, I think they collect that tax at the wholesale level. But, you know, it will allow people more opportunities to go out and do things and I think, you know, decrease our, you know, ever-growing liability for, you know, state retirees and things like that. I think it's just a better way to do it in the private sector. The problem gets into being is, you have all these different, you know, you fronts people, to fight you have, on. You have leaseholders. You yeah, have or get lucrative, uh, lucrative deals for yeah, these the people that have the leases out there fighting crazy. so many different yeah. things. And so it's just a question of somebody making it a, a, a priority. And Arthur has tried to do that uh, for a number of years. And you know, that may or may not come come together this time. I think there's just so many big things this time. I, I have a hard time seeing it come together this this session. We are, there's a big push. This marijuana thing is still, a, uh, oh, at least the medical again. marijuana, it's going to keep coming up. Um, and you look to Colorado, it has been, I, I've read several pieces now where it's just been devastating to Colorado, and they've, they've tried to hide it. But you have high unemployment, you have, you have horrible issues with people, you know, high on the job, and, and uh, traffic death toll is, is up. Uh, all kinds of things that are the statistics. Oh, that's they, the tell, great thing. they tell us this is a, this utopia. That's what they tell yeah. us when they come to Montgomery to talk well, about it. Well, and, and the problem is, and, and actually the value of, of this is you can see problems from a distance, right? The, the founding fathers and their brilliance always say, I don't know that they would have 
uh, envisioned 50 incubators. But we can watch how other states do things well and not well and and base our policy a little bit on on what they do. But I think Colorado really needs to undergo some scrutiny. The particular article I read, and it was one of the national publications, and they were talking about how um, the marijuana industry has devastated Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, South Colorado Springs. It is, it is just, just racked their economy. And it talked about, yeah, there were, there, there was a lot of activity, there was a lot of production, but it wiped out a lot of other industry and created a lot of dependence. And, uh, and, and there are other, uh, the, the misuse of other drugs went up. I mean, it, it, Pueblo's kind of a, an interesting, look that up. You could probably say Pueblo marijuana or however you want to. But it's but it's an interesting piece. I I, I want to say it was what national review, but it was one of those similar to that. And I read that and I went, holy moly! It's it's kind of yeah. like it's like the casinos in Tunica, right? Yeah. All those counties were going to be great with they were going to have this great economic impact. Newsweek went in there and did a big big story, and turns out those counties are just as poor as they ever were. You know, the, the, it's the, not the, a panacea. The, the, the panacea. <laughs> I was just about to say the same word. The panacea is not there. Uh, you know, the uh, and I had a client who just helped sell a, a rehab facility, and uh, you know, he was he's very clear because he met with his people over the years, over his patients, and he said marijuana. You know, every one of them started, you know, mm-hmm. marijuana almost, and so you know, marijuana is a gateway drug. Period. End of story. And now, can some people? Quote, smoke a bale of it and never do anything else. I sure. guess, yeah, maybe they, they, you know, they can. You know, some people can, uh, you know, have control and whatnot. And I, it's, but it's amazing how many Republicans actually want, you know, this done. Uh, so it's obviously, I get tickled every be- now and then. There's, there's some of my Republican, uh, constituents wanting to, to uh, smoke dope. But, um, I think that my problem with it is that it is so broad in who can do it. I mean, my shoulders hurt all the time. My hip hurts all the yeah, time. Yeah, there's always so, an issue. I can go in and say, can I heard you give me some dope. Yeah. And I think that's just too, there's too vague there. But ALS and cancer, and there's so many things I could go into, epilepsy, that I, I can go, yeah, I could deal with that. But just this, my back hurts. Uh-uh. And I think we've done good on the CBD side. And more research needs to be done because we're finding all kinds of benefits for this. Yes. And, and some of it's going to be fleshed out and be quackery, but a good many other things are going to come out of this. The problem with CBD oil is it's not regulated. Stuff you give yeah. in China, it can be way yeah. out of whack. Quality is way out of whack. Yeah. we got to get that part fixed. More don't, of Sam don't Gann. trust China. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You're listening to the Fred Holland Morning Show on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM WT. TKI Talk. Had a couple earlier, Highway 55 at the foot of Hartsell Mountain in Morgan County. Also in Morgan County, I-65 northbound around the 330. No mask, no hose, just some good sleep. The Somnident from Dr. Sandman's an easy-to-use oral device. Insurance accepted for sleep apnea and snoring. 350-CARE or RandallSandlin.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye's North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. The bond we share with our pets is undeniable. They fill us with love, comfort, and joy. And they deserve the same. As pet owners, we want to care for and protect our pets. Sadly, in homes where domestic violence occurs, pets are often victims too. Hi, I'm Russell Wilson. Each year, millions of domestic violence victims stay in abusive situations because they fear for the safety of their pet. With less than 10% of domestic violence shelters allowing pets... Too many lives remain at risk. Victims of domestic violence should never have to make a choice between their own safety and the safety of their loved ones, including pets. That's why the Banfield Foundation supports programs that provide temporary shelter and veterinary care so people and pets can find safety together. Because when we help pets, we help people too. To learn more and get involved, visit BanfieldFoundation.org slash SaferTogether. Tradition at Stanley's is a little something different for everybody. The meatball, ham and Swiss, the pizza sub, steak combo, turkey, tuna subs, Italian cold cut, vegetarian, the kitchen sink. Hot or cold, they all have one thing in common. Fresh baked bread. 
And don't forget those great sides, fried green tomatoes, mushrooms, cheese sticks, onion rings, and fries. Huntsville's original sub, Stanlio's, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive, just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanlio's on Facebook and receive special offers. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when playing, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Uh Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Julie. Julie. Mrs. Holland thought it would be a good way to get him out of the house. Now all her friends have to hear his opinions, too. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. Yep, it sure, boy, it comes fast, too. And this is our last show for the week because we're going to, we always give our employees, uh, Christmas Eve off. So it's another, so we're going to, we're going to have a four day weekend and then we're back for four more and it's bye. Uh, <laughs> Sam Gavan, uh, District uh, 7, Alabama Senate joining us. Uh, by the way, Mother Nature's going to flirt with us. We'll, uh, we're, we may get snow. We'll have more on the forecast here coming up in just a bit, but it's cold. It's 45. It's going to be colder on Christmas Day, 30. Three, I think they're saying now. All right, so this is our little short segment. Uh, what are some priorities I'm missing here? What what are you said? We're going to be pretty busy, and we may not get some of this other stuff. What, what are going to be the hot hot button issues going into this session? The redistricting is going to probably lord over almost everything in some way or another. Now, I I'm told we won't have the numbers in time, uh, the census numbers in time to get it done during the regular session. So that's going to be kind of lording over us all going into probably what I expect to be a less uh, special session. And the Supreme Court uh, at the federal level has said the president can report them for for purposes of uh, apportionment without counting illegals. So that'll help us well, <laughs> as far as districts go, right? Well, it won't, it won't, it won't affect our state districts, and that's yeah. what I'm, I guess, more focused on now. Well, obviously, a huge thing is going to be, do we keep seven congressmen or do we drop yeah. down to six? And if we drop down to six, what's that look like? But the state legislature draws those lines, too. Yes, we do. We do, but it's... Um, and I don't know whether those, you know, those are going to be the first ones we draw. They're going to be the last ones we draw. Um, I don't know when we get those numbers, but so that that's going to be out there. But I think the, the because there were so many bills last time, it just got clogged up. And and then because we've got to deal with prisons and we're going to have to deal with gambling and things of that nature, I don't know whether we're going to have some, you know, kind of big fight days and then just, you know, well let's let's let today let the trains run on time and get a lot of, you know, clean up the. Uh, cleanup action going uh who knows how that's going to shake out but i i don't think and some people are just you know filing 20 bills and stuff like that i don't think that's a good idea i'm i am going to try to limit how many bills i file because i think the chances of passing a lot of bills for any individual senator are slim and so i'm going to be pretty particular about uh what, what I'm going to going to push this this uh, session because I think it's going to be hard to get a lot passed. All right, this is going to be because COVID has just kind of messed up everything, and, we, and that could blow up everything. We don't know, and this the Senate really won't change that much. The question is, is on public access, and uh, unfortunately, guys, it just is what it is. A lot of times when they talk about public access, they talk about lobbyist access. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it when the halls are free, <laughs> and I can walk to the I walk to from my office to the Senate chambers I, without being accosted well, twenty well, times. I can only imagine what that's like. Oh wow! All right, one more with Sam Gavan uh, as we head into the uh, wow. The, the it's Christmas on Friday. Good lord.
conservative alternative. Today at 2 on WTKI Talk. Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Calmer trading has returned to global markets following the chaotic start to the week after countries banned travelers from the United Kingdom to stop the spread of a more contagious version of the coronavirus. Daimler, parent company of Mercedes-Benz, is partnering with Infosys to update the company's technology. Malaysia's Air Asia is planning to restructure. That could impact the future of jet builder Airbus. Reuters says it would result in Airbus losing $5 billion in orders for new planes. The jet maker says it's already built or substantially built seven planes and another 71 are on order that may impact Airbus's profitability if canceled. Christmas Eve shopping could be ending earlier this year. USA Today says Target will close at 8 p.m., Best Buy closing at 7. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move with the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Everything's back to normal at Bethel Crossing. That's the 330 mile marker. I 65 northbound had a no injury accident working there. Have you tried Popeye's chicken sandwich yet? It's made with a buttermilk crispy chicken with spicier classic mayo, and it's served on a warm buttery bun. And it's only $3.99 at Popeye's, Jordan Lane, North Parkway, or 72 and Jeff Road. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye's 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-413-1391. That's 1-800-413-1391. 1-800-413-1391. Call now. Work is a part of all of us. It's a winning spirit, a trade, or a passion to help others. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was possible and allows us to be there for the things that really matter. We know that the world around us has changed, and that's why the Alabama Department of Labor is here to get you back to working hard. We're committed to helping job creators fill their ranks with talented candidates, and we're passionate about helping those candidates find the right fit. Our programs offer on-the-job training where young workers can earn while they learn and prepare themselves for full-time employment. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to work by visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Clinging to your gun and listening to the radio Sundays at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk. So, boy, boy, I got a bunch for this song. We'll have to play this again next week. Well, we can't, because it'll be after Christmas. Good Lord. By now in New York City. All right, short version. I took my wife out of state, and we had, we'd lived somewhere else for a year. And we're coming back to Alabama, and just as we cross from Mississippi into Alabama, this song comes on. I think we were both in tears. But anyway... <laughs> It was bizarre. All right, Sam Gavan, uh, Alabama Senate District 7, joining us. Uh, we'll, we've got one more chat here. Uh, 20% chance of uh, showers is going to be late in the day today, and then we take the big plunge to 34, which is almost on the edge. Uh, they're saying precip because, you know, it could be one or the other, right? Uh, and then by Christmas Day, we're looking at uh, a high of 33 and sunny. And in between, some flurries, maybe something. Don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> right now, it's 40. 
46. One of the things, and we've been talking to A.G. Marshall, and, and I think our county commission here, um, Bennett's Knee to the Rage Mob, over this whole moving of the Confederate monument. And I, I have, from the get-go, said, first of all, we've, we've made too big a deal out of this. But secondly, I would rather these be preserved somewhere than be destroyed. My, my, I, my issue is the same as A.G. Marshall's is you can't be pick, cherry picking what laws you're going to follow because that's, that's why we've screwed up the federal government. Um, there is a piece of legislation that's been introduced and I think I like it. It, it puts the statues under the Alabama Historical Commission or the archives or whatever to maintain. There's a budget to maintain them. This has been introduced by a black legislator. I, is this going to get dealt with this this session? Can we move on from this, or what do you think? I don't. I think in a way, a lot of people just don't want to touch it one way or the other. Yeah. The funny thing about that, that's Representative Gavan, and I got. I've gotten called a couple of times and said, why, <laughs> what did, you, you why did you do such and such? I'm like, wrong party, wrong yeah. gender, wrong, wrong spelling of the name, not yeah. me. <laughs> but but it, it, I, I looked at what she was proposing, and, and look, I don't like it. I think we made too big a deal, and I, this whole idea of erasing our history and everything, you know, good or bad. But I thought um, coming from her, I, I thought, especially coming from her, I thought that was a reasonable compromise that was, that was out there. That's what but I thought. What happens, who knows? I mean, there there are people there, uh, some very powerful people, and one per, per, very powerful person in our state specifically that is adamantly opposed to anything along these lines. And so I think it's going to run into, you know, you get a lot of things that's on both sides of this, either side trying to cement it or trying to eliminate it, you're going to run into a filibuster in the Senate. Yeah. And, you know, who wants to sit there and listen to the five hours of that kind of talk and just, you know, it just, I just don't know that it gets we've got so much to do this time i think that really controversial stuff doesn't see a lot of daylight and it's not good if you don't have some kind of understanding going in what's the point right yeah and and, and you know the, the, and you're the not compromise, going to apparently. and i just don't think on this one you're going to have that all right so what else do we need to be paying attention to going into this session i think that um the, the big things are going to be what what happens what will the legislature do about prisons will we go and wrest control of that away from the governor i think i think a lot of the things that will be in long terms of lines of uh you know what what are we going to do in terms of uh as i say putting the governor's powers in check and it's not about her it's not about uh what she's done uh, I think she's done the best she, you know, can do. I, you know, when this thing started, you know, we didn't know what was going on. We don't know. We didn't know what we were facing, and I think she um, did what she thought was right. Now, a lot of people, and you know, Pat Dye says hindsight's fifty-fifty. Uh, you know, we we can't. You know, it's not people go hindsight's twenty-twenty. I'm like, well, you know, maybe. You know, it depends on the situation. That's why I like what Pat Dye said, fifty-fifty. I mean, because you still don't know if you change one variable, something else might not come out the way you thought. But. Oh, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we've got three, uh, uh, you know, types of government here, or three branches of government, and uh, we're going to have to look at what, to, you know, how long can the executive act under emergency powers? How long is this an emergency? And that's going to be a big deal. So we got some attention with this, if nothing else. Sam McGavan, always great seeing you. Hey, great catching up, my friend. Glad to be here on the farewell tour. Yay. Uh, best wishes in the uh, next venture. Hey, and we hope to see you on the podcast. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, my friend. Merry Thank Christmas. You. Merry Christmas. spent over 30 years talking to and about North Alabama, and he's not done yet. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. My show isn't just about left and right, Democrats versus Republicans, liberals fighting conservatives. The Mike Gallagher Show is about life, family, friends, how you're going to pay for your kid's college, what information you need to get that promotion, how do you help your fellow man. It's also about standing up to power, whether that's the senator who's handing out favors to big donors or the race hustlers who divide us. Follow the Mike Gallagher Show at Facebook or Twitter at Radio Talker Mike and online at MikeOnline.com. It's the Mike Gallagher Show. Join me weekday mornings from 8 to 11 on WTKI. My name is Latoy Adams. I served in the Army, being with Paralyzed Veterans of America. They have showed me so much as possible. I'm Sean Castle, served in the United States Army. I went from laying in the hospital bed dying to being a professional wheelchair basketball player. And it started with that one moment where there's life. 
I am unstoppable because Paralyzed Veterans of America is by my side. We, we are unstoppable. Learn more at pva.org. Merry Christmas from WTKI Talk, 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Huntsville.